we have to remember that if, if we are truly oneness, then every person, every place, everything is truly a reflection of yourself. So start moving through life with that perception. And when you're tempted to judge, come back in and maybe say a prayer if that word is right for you or you know, send some energy if that feels good to you or you, whatever it is for you. With no limitations, what does your perfect day look like? What if it's possible to live like that every day? Would you wake up after 9am, have perfect health, maybe fire your boss, have the money and freedom to do what you love most? The world is your oyster. Where would you be? Who would you be with? The possibilities are endless. Whether you believe it's possible for you or not, you can make more, work less and live free. Welcome to Freedom Hack Radio, where entrepreneur, best-selling author, world traveler and adventurer, Bryce Robertson and special guests crack the code on money, health, relationships, spirituality and having fun doing what you love most. Be inspired to create your own self-designed freedom lifestyle. Welcome back to another episode of Freedom Hack Radio, where you learn to work less, make more, and live free. I'm your host, Bryce Robertson, and if this is your first time tuning in, make sure to go back and listen to episode one, where you get to know me, your host, a little bit better, and why I'm qualified to talk about freedom and living a freedom lifestyle. And be sure to check out episodes two to six, where we discuss the five core freedom principles. So today, my friends, we have a very special guest, Gina Nicole Ballard, and Gina is an intuitive mentor, a feng shui practitioner, a certified angel card reader, a Terra Mai Reiki practitioner, a certified intuitive counselor, and an avid learner. Gina's passion is to witness others empowering themselves by raising their frequency so they can activate their natural abilities and use them to their fullest potential. Gina guides empaths and highly sensitive people to ignite their intuition and emerging entrepreneurs to build heart-centered businesses. The Cosmic Trinity of mind, body and home, and spirit connection is always her foundation. So, wow, Gina, so much to cover. I'm really excited to dig deep on all of this today. And before we get started, I've got a really important question for you, mate. Yeah, shoot, thanks for having me too. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. So, I've got to know, what's giving you the most gratitude today? Oh, I just did a whole journal entry about gratitude, um, and it was actually on my dogs. (laughs) Nice. It was really, yeah, the whole thing was about, um, you know, just really bringing, um, they bring so much joy and play and a reminder for self-care and nurturing, and I have one little pup that she'll come and sit here next to me until I bring her outside. So it's actually really good for me because I love what I do so much, but I would sit here for hours and not get up and just be really happy working and being in the energy. So I really was appreciative for her today because she came and just sat here and we were able to go outside and enjoy a couple of uh, cup of tea and I threw the ball and there was some birds and some nature. So I was really grateful for them for just getting me out today and like coming in touch with them, you know, inner child, inner child's energy and play and joy and care. So 
That's awesome. Yeah, we can have such a good connection with animals, especially like so much love comes from dogs, don't they? They just like, they love you. They hardly even bring challenges too. How awesome. It's so true. And they're just so unconditional. <laughs> they're very just, cool. You know, yeah. Yeah, very, that was very cool. I, I'm actually having a sort of an opposite experience right now with an animal. We actually got just got a rooster and we wanted to get the most badass rooster that we could get to protect our chickens. And we did select the most badass rooster, but he's a like, he's a really naughty boy and he tries to attack me every day. And so that's been an interesting um you know learning lesson to sort of like have me on my a game all the time and, and always be ready and be ready to sort of understand the communication of another animal and um i've got a lot of gratitude for that too and it's just sort of come in a different form um there's there's a lot we can learn from animals and, and that little that little guy he's definitely um he's teaching me a few lessons right now oh that's awesome i love that i want to get some chickens yeah <laughs> Yeah, we love it. It's a great experience. So one of your passions is witnessing people empowering themselves by raising their frequency. So let's talk about frequency. Like, what is it? And why do we want to raise our frequency? So, the, you know, the easiest way to sort of lean into frequency is when you walk into a room, you kind of know, or if I were to ask you, like, imagine going to your most favorite place. Imagine like if you were to close your eyes and you go to your most favorite place that just really, you know, puts you in this relaxed state. You're not going to choose a place that is like a cluttered beach with a lot of litter and, you know, a place that's sort of um, probably even full of like loud noises and a lot of people that are maybe cussing or, but you're going to choose a place that's really serene, joyful, peaceful. And that is frequency like that is vibration so the easiest way to lean into that is to really you know i'm being a feng shui practitioner first is really paying attention to how that feels in your space and in your home i think that it's really easy to do that for all of us because we know that a clean home feels better right like when we declutter it just feels better i don't think that anybody can really argue with that but Essentially, if we look at the scientific definition or we look at things scientifically, basically, the rate of vibration is when you have one object and it moves from one, you know, point A to point B, and the rate that it moves, that it's frequency, and everything moves, whether it's a thought, whether it's, you know, something that I'm wearing, or this energy that's between us, everything moves. And the rate of vibration and how it moves, that is frequency and we need to pay attention and think about wow if everything's moving how is that affecting everything in me that's moving and so when it comes to LOA you know the law of attraction and manifesting in my world the law of vibration really comes first because we can talk manifesting and law of attraction all day but if we're not paying attention to how we are vibrating and you said you know the cosmic trinity is my foundation that's where it starts for me so that is mine body and home, our earth luck, and then your heavenly connection, that connection with spirit. And we need to make sure that the frequency is raised, that we have a high vibration in all three, really kind of four, but all three pieces of the pie. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah. And so going back to the law of attraction, I think the, the, the critical step in the law of attraction is actually 
attaching emotion with the things that you're visualizing or the things that you want to manifest. And it's, and it's actually the emotion that gets attached to that, which is going to give you the amplified results. Um, you know, if I, if I want to have a Lamborghini and a $10 million house and I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm visualizing it, but I'm not at all excited about it. I have much less of an opportunity than if I'm like, you know, going crazy and, and like super excited. And I just want to tell everybody about it, you know? Yeah. Um, that's, that's what you're talking about, right? Absolutely. And emotions. So the cosmic trinity to break it down, it's heavenly luck, which is your connection with spirit. And then you have your human luck, which is all about the mind, emotion. And then you have earth luck, which is your body and your home, the physical, the physicalness of our lives and being human. And what you're, you're speaking to, because remember, it really does, it's all three areas we have to get aligned with and emotion. Emotions have frequency. All emotions have frequency and they literally vibrate within our body, but we can't just feel an emotion and then not address the body or, you know, even in my world, the home, like I believe that our home has emotions. And then of course you're, you know, you're doing the connection with spirits, you're meditating, you're visualizing. So absolutely. It's the vibration of the emotion that is making a difference and is empowering the law of attraction. You know, and there's a lot of laws. I mean, there's a lot of universal laws. They all are, um, we need to pay attention to all of them, but Mm -hmm. the law of vibration is big in the world. Yeah. And so we, so everything has vibration just to sort of reiterate what you were saying. Like, even if we went down to like the carpet and we put a piece of carpet under a microscope, it would have a vibration. Our hair particles would have a vibration. Even you were saying like our thoughts have a vibration, like literally everything does. And we know this because it's been proven scientifically. Um, I can't explain that, but I know I've, I've, I've researched it and I've read a lot about it. Um, so we know that vibration exists but what you're actually focusing on is high frequency vibration. Um, so do you want to just tell us a little bit about uh, the difference between a vibration that could get us in the direction we want to go and a, a vibration that could get us in the direction we don't want to go and why you're Absolutely. On high vibrations? That's a great question. And that's really where, you know, that's where my life gets really juicy. And that's where I really love to see people transform. Um, it's important to also note before we even address this question that look, that doesn't always look pretty. And it doesn't always look easy. And sometimes it feels really not good. I would say a four letter word. <laughs> but it can feel really not good. Okay. So that's, that's the important thing to first you know, note on this, and we can speak to that a little bit more. But when it comes to, you know, living in a higher vibrational life to raising your frequency to the point where you can attract this life that you really want to live, which there are so many good authors that have written books and done studies. Royal Rife is actually, when it comes to vibration, really good studies and um, just a lot of good mind-blowing things that you could read. So I definitely recommend Rife. Um, just anything that, yeah, anything, any research documents, I can send you links on um, Rife, Real Rife. Um, but to go back to your question, we have to approach this from that mind, body, home, spirit connection. So let's say that, you know, like I'm just going to use an example right now. I'm working with a client that she's really wanting to 
get out of old career habits and patterns. And there's a lot that plays into this. Okay. There's trauma that we have to look at and generational patterning and epigenetics like that all plays a part too. So she has a lot of things from her ancestors and a lot of things that she saw growing up that's now in her cellular trauma that we have to address that too. So we also can't bypass that. Like we have to still acknowledge, okay, this has happened in your family. Let's say like this person in particular, she has someone that um, was actually, her mom was like a maid for a really long time. And that's what she saw growing up. So what's imprinted in her in terms of getting a new career and living a higher frequency life is seeing her mom like having to be of service in a really sort of lower vibrational way. Like it was, you know, in some forms, it's like she was kind of owned by these people and they were paying her, but they weren't paying her well. So she is imprint. Those things are imprinted in her. So we have to deal with that too. So that's really important. And there, you know, there's, there's people, I always believe when the trauma is from the outside, we have to have outside help. You know, we don't have to, we don't have to, I don't want to, I don't want to like, you know, say, make a statement that's too bold or that people are like, but in my experience, it has helped me to have outside help when it comes to trauma, because that is and it's a very big roadblock to living a high frequency life is if you have things that are in your DNA, in your cells. So we have to address that. So once we address that, we look at that, we can start creating higher by being pathways really is what I call them to access a different experience in mind, body and home and with spirit. So, you know, of course I would have, this person were focusing on like the members of my group were focusing on positive affirmations for specifically for her career to begin. And it's not enough to just do affirmation work. And like where you're just saying it over, like you said, you have to feel it. You have Mm -hmm. to state it slowly. You have to do it with conviction. And we want to focus on affirmations that are affirming the parts of her that have a high frequency emotion. We're talking joy, peace, empowerment, acceptance, high frequency emotion. And then we need to go into her home and we need to declutter. So, you know, this is, I'm going a little bit like feng shui woo here, but I'm having her completely redo the career section of her home because that's going to help for these other areas where we're trying to raise the frequency. That's going to help to support the other areas because we have to take this three prong approach. And then when it comes to spirit, we're looking at what are we doing, you know, to calm our nervous system, to connect with spirit, to spend time in solitude, to really allow this trauma to shift out of the body so that we can just let spirit do what spirit wants to do, what spirit needs to do, what I was put here to do, what I was born to do, right? So that's like a whole nother process. Um, So we do have to take this three-prong approach. Like we're, we're working, of course, with her emotions, using affirmation, affirmation that's really deep and connected and true. We have a meditation protocol to connect with spirit and then we're going into her home. And then of course we have to address the body, which food we had to do a whole overhaul in her kitchen. With food. I mean, who would think that food links to career? Like, you know, who would think, but it's a thing. It matters. Yeah. So to kind of tie a bow around what we were just talking about there, um, there's, there's high vibrations, which is going to be the positive uh, emotions and the positive environments and the things like that. Low vibrations, things that don't really serve us, like, you know, from, from the mind side of things, complaining, 
um, and being negative and blaming others and from like the, the body side of things, like not taking care of, of our body um, and giving like low vibrational foods and stuff like that maybe. And on the home side of things, like living in like a cluttered mess um, and from the spiritual side of things, just not being connected at all and um, just, just not really having a clue there and not being grounded. So that would be like the low vibrational side of things. So I think from what you're saying here is like one of the first steps is probably our consciousness of this and to kind of like have a look where we're at and understand where is my mind at? Do I spend most of my time in a low vibrational frequency? Um, and then I only spend 20, 20% of my time in, in a high vibration is my home a mess. Like what areas do I consciously need to work on? And then there's things that we can actually work on in all of these areas. Um, is, yeah. is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. And you probably summed it up a lot better than I, I mean, I have like, it's like, there's so much in my heart. I care so much about this. Um, one of the things is you were reflecting this back that I also want to just note and share is, you know, we tend to be good at one of the areas. Like we tend to be really good. Like, let's say, you know, it's like, oh, like with, when it comes to earth luck or working with my body and home, maybe I really like to do that. So I'm just going to work out. I'm going to make sure I have the good foods. I'm going to clean every weekend, but then you know, you're, you're dealing with anxiety and depression and there's all of these things internal that you did, but it's like, oh, well then I'm just going to go work out and I'm going to clean and I'm going to do this. And then not having that connection with spirit. So the invitation here that I would really put out to, to people is notice where that area is for you, the three. And I'm not saying to not do it. Of course we do it, but where you tend to focus, like maybe it, it's really easy for you to meditate and you have a really good meditation practice. But then, you know, you're eating like a ton of processed foods just because it's easy and you can't be bothered. Even if it's like gluten-free crackers and hummus, and, but you're not getting, you know, those high vibrational greens or um, like the chaga teas or the chlorophyll or, or, you know, the sunlight foods. But it's like, oh, well, it's okay. I'm fine eating whatever. I have this good meditation practice. It's also, you know, helping my emotion, but I just can't be bothered to like, you know take care of my diet. So that, that area that tends to be the easiest for you, acknowledge that and appreciate that, but then challenge yourself to move into the other two areas because I always find that we're good at one area and then the other two tend to need a little bit more help and attention and love. So that would also be the invitation. Like don't just go into what is good and easy. Like start there, but then we have to pay attention to these other areas that we also just tend to ignore and skip over because we feel good doing this other thing. And, and so my point, what I was saying earlier is that's where when you start to work on all areas, like I always tell the people in my membership, the higher your vibe, the smaller your tribe, you know, people tend to drop away. We go through really discomfort, uh, just uncomfortable things and, and situations that provide discomfort, um, whether that's going to be people going away or sometimes we feel really alone. So whenever you're moving from one frequency to the next, it's, it doesn't necessarily feel good. You can have symptoms that are not very fun, but I always tell people that those symptoms are good. Those are good signs that you're, you're choosing to live in a higher frequency. You're choosing to live at a different level of where Penny Pierce has a book called Frequency. And in that she, you know, she has a really lovely exercise that I've sort of, um, you know, I was inspired by it and sort of have created it to, to be my own thing, my own pathway. But 
what her exercise is, is to imagine that you had an elevator. Like you walked into a building and you had an elevator that went from floors one to nine. And I said, okay, go to your, go to the floor that you live on, go to the floor where your apartment is, go to the floor where your home is. Right. And you go from one to nine and you can even, if you're listening, just stop and pause and think about what that floor is for you. What is it? One through nine, press pause if you need more time. Well, and then you could do it again with your eyes closed. See if you get a different answer. Eyes open is your conscious mind. Eyes closed is your subconscious mind. So you can do it twice and see what the answer is. Is that an idea of where you're living? What vibration you're living in terms of frequency, right? So her, her thought form, her, um, the way that she sort of figured it out. And I like her system is you have these nine levels of frequency. Where are you living in terms of frequency? That's interesting. Um, I actually had a, a conversation. It was in a training uh, that I went to and, and the guy giving the training was talking about, uh, I don't know if he explained it as high vibration. What he explained it is, is he asked everybody in the room to pick a number between one and 10 of where they feel that they are with complete fulfillment and, and happiness in life. One being like, I hate myself and I want to die. 10 being like, I, I just feel euphoric and I just love my life. And, um, most of the people in the room chose seven. It was around about the average where most people chose. And the interesting thing that he was telling us is like, it's not necessarily, well, one, it's, it's good to know where you're at and, and that'll let you know if you want to work on something. But he brought up the concept that um, if you are a seven, for example, and then you're hanging out with people that are a nine, the people that are a nine are going to be like raising your frequency and like pulling you up and like bringing you towards them. And so then that's when you have an experience of like, Oh, I really like hanging out with that guy. I really like hanging out with that girl. Cause they're just like, they're buzzed and it's like a really cool feeling. I love being around them. And then on the, on the flip side of that coin, if someone's like hanging out at like a three, when a seven rocks up, they're like, Hey man, come down with me. You know, all this happiness things like really a buzzkill. And, and they're kind of bringing you down. And I just thought, wow, that's a really interesting way to, to look at things. And, um, and, and it's so when I started looking at things like that and going, wait up, there's a, there's a few people in my life that are actually down at that low part, like literally dragging me down. And now that it's been explained like this, it's really clear to me, I had to do a little bit of cleaning house. So, and that's kind of like part of, um, of all of this that you're talking about is once you have the consciousness, then there's, there's going to be a bit of cleaning house to do. And that may be with yourself. It may be with your own mind of like, Hey man, like, why am I spending so much time being negative and complaining about stuff? It's not serving me. Um, and you're going to have to like lose that and then replace it with something else. And, and I went through this process too of, of like spending less time with people that were at a lower frequency. Some I just eliminated that just wasn't, it wasn't really a, a relationship that served us. Mm. And, um, and then replacing them with like, you know, high frequency relationships and, and whatnot. And same with the house, you know, cleaning things up through the house. So that's, that's like the process that you're probably talking about that can be a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. I mean, and just to, you know, kind of know, it's like you're like people do, you know, tend to kind of go away. You start to feel like, what is any of this even for? Like, these are all things that you might go through or someone might go through when you're, you know, when you're being 
called to raise your frequency or you're in between sort of levels, you're in between floors of where you're trying to live. Um, but yeah, what is all of this for? This doesn't even make sense. What's the point of all of this? What's the purpose? This is so much work. I'm not seeing benefit. I'm not seeing gain out of this. This is so, those are all things, thoughts that we tend to have when actually we don't want to have them a long time. But I would say when you're doing this work and you're in it, these are kind of good signs. Um, because it tells us that you are, you know, you're not comfortable where you were anymore. Because if you were comfortable where you were, then you wouldn't be even having those thoughts of like, what is all this for? This is so much work, you know, and so those are all really normal things, really normal things to go through, to go through an experience. So we go through, we clean a bit of house, we maybe we, we restructure the amount of time we spend in some relationships and, and maybe clean things up in our house and our mind and, and spiritually as well. And then how do we, we basically we've pulled the weeds out of the garden. So yeah. how are we going to replant new seeds of high frequency? Like what are some things we can do in this trinity that raises our frequency in each of these areas? So that's a great question. The first thing that I'm going to say links to human luck uh, with the mind. And I believe that the most important thing that we all need to do is a very first step is to absolutely 100%. And this is nothing new. This is not like that. It's to know your core values, know them, love them, live them. Those become your guidelines for what's going in your garden. And if anything challenges it, it is an absolute no. I don't care if it is like, oh, you know, maybe a little bit like I'll bend. It is a no. So that is how you, you know, you have your defense to your garden. It is your values. They need I'm, to. I'm literally getting tingles as he's saying that because I know I, I made that shift in my life years ago. And, and to have that clarity of knowing what my core values are to allow me to know what to say yes and no to has given me so much more direction and fulfillment in life. So that's, that's a really, really good point. Yeah, they're your absolute bottom line. So you have to know your values. That's the very first thing. Um, and then you have to adhere to your value system and you have to say, okay, well, these are my values. So for example, my number one value, well, I'll, I'll give you my top two because my number one is service. My number two is health. And, um, so if there's something that doesn't support those two things, so let's just say even taking this interview, for example, right? Like doing this discussion with you. Love Bryce, like Bryce is high vibe people. Love to be here with you. I love your message. It's really in alignment with my core values. By the way, number three is freedom. That's another one of my core values, right? So it's an alignment. So that was a yes. But we also, we had to go back and forth to find the time because I need to make sure that my schedule is supportive of my health. I have to take time to do my gratitude journal and to drink my celery juice in the morning and spend time with my dogs and do my rebound or do whatever I need to do. So it's like, yeah, this, all of this was in alignment with my values. But if there was one thing that was challenging it, it would be, no, I'm not a good fit. Like, I'm just not a good fit. And let me, right, so it's like everything that you do, we have to have that in place. Um, now, when it comes to feng shui and the physical part, that earth luck, I will say there's three things that I would invite you to do. One is obviously to declutter, declutter. Just keep decluttering, declutter forever. If you're a minimalist, I think that's wonderful, but then I would also encourage you to go into places like your wallet, your um, phone, your pictures, your documents on your computer. Um, sometimes I even find that I'll come across a client that is like really a minimalist and they're very proud of that. And so I'll ask them, 
what is it that might be missing, right? Is there a void that's in your life? And so this void is a reflection of a void that is maybe emotional too. So you want to lean into that the center of your home. So if you had a tic-tac-toe grid over the floor plan of your home, the Mm -hmm. center is equivalent to like the heart or the heartbeat of the home. So you want to treat your center like you would your physical heart, like think really bright light, good air. If it, if it doesn't, if you don't have windows that are close to that area, maybe bring in an essential oil diffuser. Um, Essential oils are such an easy way to, can I just ask a question on that one? So when you're saying like I was visualing topographical view, looking down the house, center of the home, what if we have like multi-level house? Is it is it also like in the middle height wise as well? Or No, that's a great question. So you can lay the Bagua map over and over and over and over. And people always ask to you, well, what if I have like a side door or a garage door? Energy finds you from your front door. So you need to place it from your front door on the bottom floor and the middle of the bottom of the main floor is going to be your main heart. Um, If you wanted to really like go nutty with this, you can also lay the Bagua map once again at the top of the stairs. So you don't lay it from the front door. You would lay it again from the top of the stairs. This is called the Bagua map? The Bagua map. Yeah. So I, I am a practitioner of BTB feng shui. So we, um, like people will say, oh, well, my door is south or north. I don't care what way you face north or south. It doesn't matter to me. I use this funky little lovely map and we lay it out over the house. Okay. So yeah. You, from- you could do it on one level or you could do it on all levels if you want to be super extreme. Okay. Yeah. And you can do it over and over. You could put it over a room. You could put it like mine is over my desk. You just, you can lay it out over and over. Ah, you can do it on the macro or the micro and okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That's interesting. And then, so what, what is the deal? We've got the heart in the middle. Got the heart in the middle. Um, and then it's, you know, it's nine sections. So let's say like the client I was speaking about earlier, section one is the bottom center, which is career. And so I would have her go and, you know, hone into career. But for, for sure, for certain, the center is the heart of the home. So you want to really pay attention to the heart. The okay. second area that I'm going to tell you to pay attention to is your front door because this is the mouth of the chi. It's the mouth of energy. So I want you all to make sure that you have nothing behind your front door, that it opens fully and all the way. You want it to open fully and all the way, nothing behind it. And you also want to tune in to the path to your front door and even just take a little walk to your front door and, and notice like, how do I feel? Do I like what I'm looking at? Like, what is the feeling as you're walking to your front door? Also check in with your address numbers. Can you see your address numbers? When you tell people, when you have friends over, can they find your house easy? Are they finding you easily? Because that's how energy is finding you. So if people can't find you, energy's not finding you. So that's opportunity. So we really need to to lean into the front door. And then the third area that I would say is your stove. Your stove is prosperity. So you really want to keep that thing clean. Um, It's preferable if you don't have your back to the entrance um, of your kitchen when you're standing on your stove. But if you do, I like to just, a quick fix is just to place like a reflective surface so that you can see the entrance as you're standing at your stove if your back is to the the entrance. Um, So those are three quick tips, you know, when it comes in a really easy way to 
sort of boost the boost the energy in your space. My teacher would say that the bed is the most important thing to pay attention to. Make sure that it's, you know, not in line with the door and it's in a power position, which is not in line with the door, but you can see the door, um, that it's not under a window, that it's not under a fan, that nothing's under the bed. So he, my teacher would say the bed, pay attention to the bed because that's where you spend the majority of the time. Um, and to never, one, one tip that I also have because you know, I'm the type of person that like, you tell me not to do something and I'm going to do it just to see what it does. So he always told me like, don't ever keep a mattress from an old relationship or an old partner because you, that's where you spend the majority of your time. And I was like, no, I'm like, I had this super comfortable plush luxury mattress and I got divorced from my ex-husband, hung on to that thing. And I'm not kidding you, like finally let go of it. And like six months later, met my now husband (laughs) yeah Yeah. and and like here's something i want to throw out to a lot of listeners right now is like some of this stuff to you may seem a little bit like woo woo or out there but like i've i've been practicing these things in my life and i'm writing notes because like i'm going to check up on a lot of these things gina um but I know that I've already implemented a lot of things that we've had in previous discussions and it's they've made profound difference in my life. Uh, one of the things that you actually brought up was uh, don't ever eat while you're like, working on your computer, like just stop. And so now like I sit outside and I sit out in the nature and I kind of like, you know, bless my food and think, you know, the, the nutrition that's going into my body and it's a whole different experience instead of just like, oh, email, email, stuff, face, stuff, face, move it to the side. Um, and, and, and that's just like one little thing. And there's, I mean, there's so many things we could talk about here. I mean, we don't even have enough time to cover it all, but I, I just, I'm asking all of you guys that are watching this and listening this, try some of it on. Just try it on and see if you see a difference and you track it. And if you think it makes sense, then, then keep going with it. I know it works for me and obviously it works for you. Um, Yeah, which is why I'm so dedicated. And you bring up food. That is another way that we can raise our frequency. And you just, the example you just gave is a frequency shift. You know, moving from eating in front of your computer. I mean, think about all of, think about the frequency that like your computer puts off. and, And if you're not doing anything to counteract the EMFs. You're, so what you just said, like that's an example of just shifting the frequency and literally of your food, which is super key because that's going into your body. Mm-hmm. And that's another way to really take care of your earth luck. Yeah. Physical frequency. So I like what you were just saying about, you know, frequency with food. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Do you want to just sort of expand on what kind of foods have a high frequency and, and a little bit more on that? Yeah, so I actually have like a food pyramid that I refer to and that I share with people. And the easiest way to remember this is just think about the higher the foods are created from the ground, the higher the frequency is going to be. So you want to focus on eating fruits, veggies that, you know, now you can say, well, wait a minute, a cow is even higher off the ground than like lettuce, (laughs) right? So I'm not necessarily saying that this is like an exact way to interpret this, um, but that's, it's a good way to remember. So if you're eating things that are dead, that's a very low frequency thing to be eating, to be taking into your cells. I also, also think that it really matters Um, You know, you have to consider 
what if you're eating meat, which I am not like I predominantly am plant based, but I'm not going to judge you if you eat meat. Occasionally, my body will need meat. And so I have to listen to that. But if I do that, I'm going to make sure that I know the source. I want to know what, you know, I would even love to know the farmer. I would love to know how that that was raised, because let's say that you have like a traumatic, like a, a chicken has a traumatic death. And then you go and cook this chicken. Like you're, you're eating that. Remember frequency. You're, eat, you're taking that into yourself. So you're going to be far better off if you're choosing to eat meats to know the source. That's something that I actually think about, you know. So you're saying, um, you know, if you stick with things like vegetables, they're taking in all of the, uh, the energy and the frequency from the sun and whatnot. And that, like that's high frequency. And so um, – to, to dig a little bit deeper on that, if we're eating a raw fruit food, it's going to be in a higher frequency than if we like then take it, store it in the fridge and cook it or freeze it or whatever. Like each of those things is going to lower the frequency a little bit, even if you do have a high frequency uh, ingredient. But even a cow, like I think about a cow, for example, because I'm the same as you. I'm, I'm predominantly plant-based. Um, I probably... Uh, lean a little bit towards fish more than other meats but um, I don't really even eat that much meat at all and if I never had to eat meat again it wouldn't really even concern me but if I am going to have a cow for example I want it to be you know like grass-fed and I want it to have like a good upbringing and no chemicals no hormones and all this kind of stuff and um, you know non-gmo and all that kind of stuff right but then it goes to the, the end of its life cycle where it needs to go through that process. And I just wonder, like, even if it had, even if it got massaged and it had the most beautiful like life and it was getting read novels and, and stories to go to sleep every night and it had that much of a good life, it still has to go through that process of stressful, like at the end. And I wonder how much of that frequency gets attached to an animal, even if it had the most perfect life before that and what that does in our body. And I don't have a way to measure it, but I certainly, think about that well and that you know but you do have a way to measure it just based on feeling and and i don't i'm not encouraging you to like go eat meat that's like low vibe and you know was not you know cooked but if you were to say um you know you're at like a friend's barbecue you don't really know where the food came from and you're just you know it's like whatever that's just what's there and you eat it like paying attention to how you're feeling is such a good indicator of the source i mean even with vegetables. Like I know there's a local restaurant here in town that's even a vegan restaurant and it changed ownership. And immediately I noticed the difference in the frequency of the vegetables, of the food, you know, what maybe it's just the hands that are creating it. And I just, I don't go anymore mm -hmm. because it's, it's, it even looks, you know, it just looks flat. Like it just, the process just changed. So you can, it, like just by paying attention to how you feel, your moods, you know, just really paying attention and being in tune, you you kind of can measure it, but it's it's a very intuitive process, obviously. My my wife swears when we go to a restaurant, she swears if she can taste if it was made with love, and and there's actually been meals where she's she's just like, no, not gonna do it. Judge, she just will pay for it. It's cool. Um, but she can just taste that there was like maybe some bad vibes going into it. And, uh, I think that's pretty interesting. She's very yeah. tuned with that. And, and so she makes decisions based off that. I think it's right on. I mean, my, I think of my, when you share that, I think of my husband 
you know, well, he's very much a meat eater and we will, some days I love to make his lunch, but some days I just can't. And, um, because of time and whatever. And he like, whenever he's like same exact ingredients, he's like, I don't know what you do. I don't know why yours tastes so much better. It's the same thing, but it just tastes and looks so much different. And I tell him that I was like, it's love. And I pray over it and I put, you know, I really do. Like I affirm over it. Um, and it, it just tastes different. It's just different. So it's really leaning into those foods that are not only, you know, higher vibing in terms of like your fruits, your veggies, your chemical sunlight foods, um, but also the source, you know, consider the source, where are they from? Um, how have they been brought up? <laughs> yeah, like basically like the, the more natural, the less man has intercepted into it. The, the higher frequency opportunity we have, isn't it? Well said. Yeah. And, um, and some really high, high frequency foods are things like almonds. Um, they're, they're high in frequency, raw almonds, especially. And yeah. then uh, like wheatgrass is, is like up, really up there. And interestingly, um, there's a frequency that comes out of smelling a flower, uh, not just any flower, especially roses. If we smell roses and I, and I know a, a guy, um, who's actually, uh, he, he's, he's been a, a guest here on freedom hack radio, Brian Acosta. And he actually always has, uh, he's an Ironman, um, competitor. He's even, uh, competed in the world championships and he always has roses in his house so that he can smell the frequency and everything. Like he takes, takes it really seriously and he makes sure he's always got fresh roses in the house. And uh, my wife actually has a, a rose water spray that she sprays on her face in the morning to like make herself feel fresh. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to do it. And you yeah. have an amazing um, pyramid. And I, I think that'd be great if people reach out to you and get in touch with you about that, then you could share that with them. And it's a really cool pyramid that sort of shows the high frequency and then it goes down to the lower frequencies and lets you make a conscious decision on what we're putting in our bodies. Yeah. So, so we've spoken about the, the house side of things and then we've spoken about the body um, what's some, let's go back to the mind. What's some ways that we can increase the frequency of the mind? And then I want to, um, fast forward over to the spiritual side of things. Yeah. So, um, you know, I actually really love, there is an app that I'm really loving right now that I am happy to share. It's actually by the heart map Institute and it's called inner balance. Um, I can I mean, I could, yeah, I can't really show you because it's just so um, small, but it's, it's the inner balance app. It's by HeartMath, and you can even buy this little monitor that you use and you can buy it from them. It's like a hundred bucks and it helps you to understand what's happening in your brain waves, in your heart waves and what's, you know, are you in parasympathetic nervous system or are you in fight, flight, freeze? So when it comes to the mind, I think this is really important. And listen, this is my struggle. <laughs> like Being very vulnerable and fully transparent, this is my struggle. So um, of course, you know, meditation can help and people say, well, isn't that more of a spirit connection? It is. However, it's, it's really helpful to the mind to ease the mind um, for emotion. But I really, I love the Inner Balance app. I think it's such a cool tool. Um, the other thing that you can do for your mind is binaural beats. Really easy way to, you know, start to change the brainwaves. Um, I do not recommend them if you have seizures uh, or if you're prone to seizures. Not recommended because they, they literally do change up your brainwaves. Really important that when you listen to them, that you have right ear and your right ear, left ear and your left ear, you want to wear 
earbuds or headphones. Um, and then there's different, there's, you can literally search different frequencies. So a good one that I loved is like 432 hertz. Remember, hertz is the measurement of the vibration moving one point. One point A to point B, so 432 hertz. But you can you can actually you know go on YouTube and say like Miracle Tone binaural beats and find binaural beats that will um, really address anything. If you're dealing with anxiety, if you want nervous system support, um, so binaural beats are great. And then I would also say make sure you are spending nine hours a day really nurturing the parasympathetic nervous system. And that's basically when you're not in fight, flight, freeze. So, mm. you know, watching Netflix, that's not nurturing parasympathetic. I mean, really, truly being in a, a state of relaxation and calm. That's very important for the mind and the nervous system, for the brain. Um, so if you're sleeping eight hours, that's great if you're sleeping eight hours a day, but then you still need to find one other hour in there where you're, you know, not running, not doing it. It's like yoga is okay. Yoga is acceptable, maybe meditation. So aim for that nine hours a day in parasympathetic. And it's really helpful to the mind and the frequency of the mind. To allow us to recharge. Um, and these binarial beats, that's basically bringing in an outside influence to change the frequency in us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Outside help, which I think is really, like I said, you know, outside trauma, we need a little outside help. And, and for most of us, I think our mind can be so jaded because of things that we did here when we were younger or we saw, um, and journaling is really good too. I also want to share, there's some common emotions and thoughts that I do see often in clients. So just remember these four. If you are feeling or thinking fearful thoughts, that is a signal for you to take action. Okay. If you're anxious, that is a signal for you to learn more, get more information. If you have a lot of anxiety, get more information. If you're sad, open up to love, open your heart, do heart opening things. And then if you're angry, you need to set boundaries. If you're angry, if you're frustrated, if you're mad at somebody, check yourself and set boundaries, go back to your values and set boundaries. That's awesome. That's, that's really great. Those are four. I see a lot. Excellent. And, and going back to this in a balance app, who was that created by? HeartMath, the HeartMath Heart Institute. Math. And so though I remember, if I've got it correctly, the guys there or the team that, that at the HeartMath Institute have done so many studies on how things relate to our heart that I've actually seen those guys and people from their team in so many documentaries and it's just like power-packed information. Such a cool, Such a cool concept and I think they're really on the cutting edge of a lot of things that we've probably instinctively known for a long time, but they've scientifically joined the dots to explain it to us. And I think that kind of helps people that are sort of breaking into the spiritual side of things or, or tapping into things that are a little bit out of the social norms. If there's a scientific uh, way that we can explain it, it kind of helps people grasp it, doesn't it? I agree with you. Yeah. And they do an excellent job. I mean, our heart is now like, now they found that our heart has its own like brain. <laughs> you know, so it's in this, yeah, HeartMath Institute is just totally devoted to helping people come into heart alignment, you know, and there's a lot of scientific backing. So I agree. It's why I, um, I share it so much, um, you know, with people that may be new to the world of woo. Yeah. Because there's no arguing it. Yeah. 
And then how do we, how do we enhance the frequency on the spiritual side of things? Is that more going back to the, the nine hours a day? Is there other things we can do? Yeah. So, you know, you brought up um, with the roses, I got to tell you, I think one of the easiest ways to raise your frequency in general, especially with spirit is essential oils. And, you know, I, I do use young living. I have a friend that uses Gutierrez. So occasionally I'll order from her. Um, I, I don't care what you use. Just make sure that it's, you know, a very reputable, ethical, ethically sourced product. Essential oils are the easiest way to raise your frequency in all three areas, whether you're working the spirit, working in the mind, or your, your home and on your body, putting some on the bottom of your feet. And of course, right, uh, roses is the highest, one of the highest vibing, one of the highest frequency oils. Um, so I tend to always have that on hand. Of course, it's not, um, it's the most expensive, most expensive oils, <laughs> but even a drop goes a long way. And it is like, and so my wife's gone out and she went out years ago and bought a, a ton of essential oils. And just recently we stocked up on even more because the more sort of research we're doing on it, it, it almost, there's a solution for almost everything. I mean, there's sometimes you need to go to a doctor and you need to cut your leg off because you've got gangrene or something, um, which is different. But then a lot of things can be solved within our body or with like essential oils or with like plants from the earth, a lot of simple things. We don't need the medical intervention that so many of us have or, or that gets inflicted on us. And essential oils are like key to that. So yeah, it was kind of expensive when she went out and bought all the essential oils, um, especially some of them like highly concentrated and, and really expensive small portions uh but now she's got this whole kit and now she can solve like all sorts of problems so if she's got a headache she's just like does a little bit of research and like bang i'm going to solve that problem or maybe she wants to change the energy in the room or maybe she's got a stomach ache or, or something like this and we can solve it through essential oils or, or maybe even like having those kind of ingredients in our food or a tea like that and it makes a huge difference and it's mind-boggling to me how simple a lot of these things are to solve once we have that knowledge. We don't have to know this knowledge. She bought books to understand it all. And so she can just like quickly refer to the books. And, and um, I think it's great. I'll, That's I'll wonderful. Urge people to go out there and try it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason I bring that up now is, you know, like it's, so I teach uh, intuition development class and um, for one, I would say when it comes to intuition, it's a really lovely way to raise your frequency with spirit. However, if you're at all fearful or you're in a low vibration, then I don't, I don't advise to lean into intuitive work with spirit or trying to connect with spirit in that way because then it's, you know, frequency like attracts light. You're going to end up having these lower vibrational things. So an easy way to sort of rid of some of the things is oils. It's really, you know, so like I have valor all the time when I'm teaching and I just stick it on the back of my neck or whatever essential oil, you know? Um, so I do think that building your intuition, that's obviously a really good way to raise your frequency when it comes to the human luck realm. But I'm also don't like, especially if people that are new to it, I don't recommend that you just go out there and do it and just start and start like, because it, it, if your frequency's off, it could do more harm than good in the long run. Um, so some, some nice starting points is one, I want to just say when it comes to spirit, we have to remember that if, if we are truly oneness, then every person, every place, everything is truly a reflection of yourself. So start moving through life with that perception 
And when you're tempted to judge, come back in and maybe say a prayer if that word is right for you, or you know, send some energy if that feels good to you, or you whatever it is for you it has to be good for you. And if, if praying's not it, then maybe but really using other people in your life as reflections of you, I think is a beautiful place to start in your connection with spirit because you are both made in divine love two people if you're having a hard time with someone um that's a really awesome thing to do i will journal a lot in my connection with spirit just to release forgiveness work is really key um but it's not forgiving other people it's forgiving yourself it's always with yourself so if you don't um you know if, if you don't know the i have a really gentle forgiveness process on my website it's not even an opt-in it's just free and it's my my website's GinaNicole.net backslash forgiveness. It's you don't even have to give me your email. You just go there and go through the process. Um, that's a really gentle way. But if you wanted to sort of um, expand your knowledge of forgiveness, I would say to look into the Ho'oponopono. That's a beautiful. Um, you know, it's not. It's very much. Um, um, it's a practice and a ritual that came from Hawaii. So, you know, what's, no. what's that called? Okay. It's the Ho'oponopono. So it's H-O and then there's a little apostrophe and then O-P-O and like it's, it's exactly like, like it sounds. I'd have to like write it out to get it exactly right. I don't want to mess up. So it's Ho'oponopono. Yeah. So it's H O little apostrophe, and then O-P-O-N-O-P-O-N-O, Ho'oponopono. Um, and that's a beautiful forgiveness process. I actually have a little song that I sing um, for the Ho'oponopono, but it's basically saying, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me and thank you. And um, you're doing it for yourself and yourselves. So if there's any sort of forgiveness work that needs to be done, which I think we all have forgiveness work to do. Totally. This is a beautiful place to start raising your frequency with spirit before you get into some of the like, you know, of course there's like tarot cards and oracle cards and we can build our intuition and we can look to the, you know, look to the signs. And that's another thing I would say, really, if you're somebody that gets signs and you see numbers and you see 1111 and 444, the best thing you could do is go inward. Don't ask, what does this mean? Or go Googling things. Because when you do that, you give your power away and your frequency drops. Empower yourself. What does it mean for you? Right? Like, what does it mean for you? How can we, um, and you don't have to interpret anything. Be grateful for it and just ask yourself, what does it mean for me? Instead of giving your power away with it. And, and I used to not be able to wrap my head around that concept. I'm like, well, like, but what do you mean? Like ask yourself and like get the message inside or whatever. And like, I just didn't have that connection, but then I started trying it on and it was a little bit uncomfortable in the meeting in the beginning. And I suppose my results were like, they were a bit blurry. I'm like, was that a message or is that just my mind? Um, but the more I got deeper into it and the more that I can tune into it now, I'm at a point where if I'm really conscious and I sit down and I clear my mind and I sit down and meditate and I like ask a question, I get very clear answers. And it could be like the most absurd question. It could be a huge question. It could be a really small question. I've found that I can tap into that. And now I get it when, when other people say these sort of things, but I had to go through a period of like not really getting it and not really being in tune with it. It was kind of like a practice, you know, going to the gym and working out for a little while before you get results. Yeah. Um, and so, so I think that's, that's really um, powerful. And going back to what you were saying with like forgiveness and the, the Ho'oponopono 
process, I went to a relationship retreat with my wife and I thought, oh, this is going to be so cool. We're going to go and we're going to work on our marriage. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be the best husband. She'll be the best wife. We went there and it was like five days or something like that in Palm Springs. And we ended up working on ourselves and all of our own crap and all of our own blocks and all of the stuff from like childhood and teen years and all of that. And it was just, there was the main thing about the relationship is like the relationship with ourselves and getting over all of our own crap, then we can be the person we need to be to have good relationships with other people. And it was just, it was mind boggling. And I didn't think I had anything to work through. And then everybody had something to work through. You know, everybody in the room had something. And it was kind of like, you know, seven different things and they're all just in a different color. And then you kind of feel okay because you're like, wait up, everybody's got some kind of form of crap that they have to get rid of um, so that they can move on, be comfortable with themselves and, and whatnot. Because when we see somebody out there, that's like getting angry at somebody in the grocery line. They're not angry at the person in the grocery line. They were already angry before that. And they're just projecting their stuff out on other people. So if, if yeah. you're listening to this and you get angry all the time, this is definitely an area you want to do some work because you're probably not comfortable with yourself or you've, you've held on to some crap. And you haven't released it, which you're talking about journaling as a way to get rid of that. Talking to people, there's, there's a lot of different ways we can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's in our house. We say often, if you spot it, you got it. If you see it, you be it. Yeah. So if there's something that you're accused, and that's also with spirit, like you're saying, you, if you went to work on your marriage and you ended up working on yourself. And so if you want to work on your relationship with spirit, we have to work on ourselves. Yeah. It's, right. Yeah. And so I really dig the conversation we've had on frequency. I kind of want to make a little bit of a shift now and talk about some current time stuff that's happening um, you know, we've had the lockdown with all the COVID stuff and, you know, there's been a bit of chaos going on. And interestingly, I did not know that I couldn't predict there was going to be a pandemic virus or something like that. But I knew because I, I, I researched the economy and I've been searching it for a long time. I knew something was going to happen uh, economically. I knew big shifts were going to happen because I'm looking at things historically. Um, if you look at the, uh, the macroeconomic viewpoint, um, there's a lot more things that are going to come. Um, this is not even, I don't believe we're even in the uh, most, I suppose, painful parts of all of this. Mm -hmm. And then if you look at the historical uh, cycles, like 100-year cycles of this and 25-year cycles of that and, and all of these different things, it all lines up to this area around about like you know 2020 maybe 2021 2022 being very impactful shifts and changes and whatnot and then we've also done some research on like the scientific side of things and then even in astrology and all these different angles and they're all people looking at the same sort of thing with different lenses and they've all got a different explanation but they come to a very similar conclusion and so where I'm going with this is um, some of the most recent uh, research that we've done is on the astrological side of things and how planets are aligned with certain planets and, and how that affects us and our moods and all the things that are going on and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's a chaotic time astrologically with all of the, everything going on right now. So I was wondering if you had a little bit of your two cents to bring to the table on, on that side of things. Yeah. So you know, it's, I, I'm really big when it comes to all of these things that are up right now, the pandemic, human rights issues. It's like, we have to, again, for me, first and foremost, it links to trauma. I mean, there's trauma. There are things in ourselves. And when we don't clear it, we attract 
the experiences that are just like it. And so when it comes to, you know, history repeating itself and everything comes in cycles. So I think that first and foremost, we really have a call to, um, to like, like any relationship to clear our own stuff to deal with our own stuff. Now, astrologically, I being a feng shui practitioner, the astrological training that I have had is actually in Eastern astrology in nine mm-hmm. star key. So my um, elder um, professor, Ed Grisung, he um, is a master astrologer. And I think what's really important to note for this year and, and where we are in 2020 is it is a metal year and, and how metal is, um, you know, is sort of brought into the discussion and conversation, you know, even alone with the pandemic, it's a metal. So this is like what, you know, the conversation can go like so many different ways. So the the pandemic, metal is the element of the lungs. Isn't that interesting? And then here we are in a pandemic that is... Lungs. essentially like showing up in our, <laughs> our lungs. Mm-hmm. If you were to look at it in the Bagua map, because also the Bagua map is connected to the different areas of our bodies. And if you were to look at like where lungs is connected in the Bagua map, it's connected to sector seven, which is also children and creativity and our ability to create. So can we use this metal element, which metal, by the way, if you even think about metal and how metal Um, you know, how metal is from a very surface level. Metal is a reflector. It's a deflector. It is, um, it can sometimes be a protector. It can sometimes hold things. If it melts, it could be, you know, dangerous. (laughs) And I think in general, the world is in an overage of metals. I mean, we look at like the computers and the cell phones and the, you know, so I, I look at it from a bird's eye view with the five elements in mind, which in Chinese medicine, those elements are wood, fire, earth, metal, water. That's, those are the elements that I work with. And then from a subtle energy perspective, of course, we use, you know, all of like the wind and the light, like there's so many elements. Um, but when, from my, when I do a, like, when I'm looking at something from an astrological perspective, I'm using the elements in that way. And this year, metal is playing a very, um, you know, it's playing a really important key role. And what what is happening with our lungs? We're all being called to do something different with immunity. We're all being called to um, come into this container to reflect more light. It's very interesting, you know, and then when it comes to the the cycles, I, I believe, and in my world, in my niche, there's so many light workers that I've heard for like years. I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing with this. I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to be healing. I'm not really sure how I'm supposed to be serving. Well, here it is. The time is now. Now. <laughs> now, the time is now for you to serve. The time is now for you to show up and come together in a container, right? Um, so interestingly on that too, when I'm hearing you say this, I'm going back to when you said like, you got to get clear on your like values and everything. Like right now, I think it's a really important time to be really strong on what your core values are and aligning with that and making sure that that's the direction you're heading in. I think so. It's really important. Yeah. Because then as we move into like, so where I'm seeing, you know, what, what I have sort of seen is it's like, we have this, um, and you're right, we can't, I mean, I, 
I do intuitive work, but, and I knew like I did not schedule my annual retreat for this year. I didn't make some really firm commitments because I knew something was up, but I couldn't tell you what, like I had a client that reached out to me and was like, texted me and like laughed, but he's like, well, you could have told me this was coming. I'm like, I can't, you know, I'm not like <laughs> a prophet. I can't sit here, but we knew that there was certain things that weren't that weren't okay to do. Like it was like, okay, let's do this and not this. Uh, but I digress there. Um, but when it comes to, you know, really looking at how this is going to unfold, the way that I have sort of seen it, it's like, okay, we're coming together. We're addressing our immunity. We're addressing, um, you know, the way that we're connecting with spirit again. We are all, I don't care what your beliefs are. We are all being called to look at our relationship with God, whatever that is for you. Mm. And that is metal element. Then we're going to, I feel, I feel, I think we're going to move into a more healing. We're going to move into a cleansing so that then we can regrow. And that is the cycle of the five elements that I really work with. It's like we're moving from metal into water like metal holds water and water is all about purification and cleansing. And then water feeds wood, feeds the tree that's growth so that we can eventually transmute and start a new foundation. Interesting. Um, and like the, if I, if you look at it from the economic standpoint, that's the exact same thing that's happening. Um, we've, we've, from an economical standpoint, we've been eating big Mac burgers and now it's time for our body to detox and start fresh again. Uh, because we, we kind of have to pay the price economically in, in the macro economy for the things that have happened and led us up to here. And so it's time to like cleanse and then restart fresh. And so on the backside of that, I'm really excited because it's going to be like, uh, it's going to be amazing. And I'm even excited about now because it means abundant opportunities because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of problems to solve. There's a lot of needs to fill. There's a lot of places to provide value. Um, and, but at the same time, I'm also aware that it could be like, a bit uncomfortable for people because there's all this stuff going on. So I know what the timelines are from the economical standpoint. I'm interested to hear if you have any kind of like gauge of when do you think the cleansing will, will happen and, and the fresh side of new growth will begin. Um, do you have any indicators on that? Um, I'm not, I mean, now I'm not like an astrology master, certainly again, professor Edgar Sung, he is my elder. He is an amazing astrology master. Um, he tells it how it is. He's a funny guy. He's in San Francisco. Um, and he certainly will have some like very, he always is very accurate, but what my intuition has sort of been telling me, um, is that it's like, it's, it's, it's like yearly cycles. I really, and I have to acknowledge also that, it doesn't like Chinese astrology doesn't necessarily run from January to January. Mm -hmm. So the Chinese new year is different, but I do, you know, because the, the element changes with the new year and with anything it's, you have that like overlapping gray area period where it might take, but I mean, from everything that I can sort of sat with and asked, like even next year, I'm not certain that I'm going to have a retreat. I'm not mm -hmm. certain that it's going to be, you know, they're not, yeah. I'm not pulling the trigger with that yet. I think we're going to still be going through some cleansing. So I'm, yeah. my hope is by 2022 that everything um, that, that we're going to see a dramatic shift or a dramatic change. That's, yeah. I mean, that's light at the end of the tunnel. That's interesting. I mean, 2022, 2023 is around about where it's at on the um, economical side of things. So that's, <laughs> that's interesting. And um you know, so like, I think for people who haven't researched this, it's, it's good to know, like you could sit there and go, well, like, you know, I don't know what's going on and blah, blah, blah. Like it's a process that just needs to happen. 
and um, a lot of people from a lot of different angles knew stuff was going to happen and they know more things are going to happen. It's going to unfold and it's going to be fine, but it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable. And I think, uh, you know, and I talked about this a lot with my wife. I think right now we feel like this year we're in a pressure cooker, you know, and so we can allow that to like stress us out or we can allow that to motivate us and get things done like way quicker and like clean house in a lot of areas and prepare here and, 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 and move forward in that direction and get really clear on this. And, you know, when the lockdown happened, we actually just went, wow, we love where we live. We love our house. You know, we love our marriage. I'm very happy to be in a marriage with my wife. And then I was also thinking, I'm pretty sure there's probably going to be some people out there. They're like, Hmm, I'm at home all the time now. Don't really dig where I live. Um, don't really dig the, the company that I have. And I'm kind of stuck in that. And it's an opportunity for us to like reflect what's going on and make those changes. And I think that's a blessing in disguise because I think so many of us, especially here in America, have been on this path of like the American dream and, and just sort of going with the flow of the status quo that we haven't made a decision to live where we want to live because that's where we want to live or be in a relationship with someone because that's truly like the partner that we believe we're aligned with. I think other things sort of happen and we, um, we settle or, or we compromise um, or we do things for different reasons. And I know I'm living a life of complete fulfillment because I've reshifted all of that and made it, I'm doing everything on purpose. And this is an opportunity for everybody else to do that too. And I I it's a really powerful moment. Yeah, I agree. It's so well said. And, and, you know, even if you can't, like we have found ourselves, my husband and I have found ourselves in our marriage, just really, I'm with you. Like I have enjoyed this process, but we're always, um, we're also now thinking ahead. Like I, um, there's another astrologer that I use. He locates, um, good areas of where you're living. So he rates like, you know, let's say like I'm in St. Louis right now and, from an A to an F, like grade for how St. Louis is supportive to me, it's a D. <laughs> and what's what's A? Is that good or, or is that bad? Yeah, it's like a grading system, like elementary school. Okay, so A's, like A's the top A's. score. Okay. Yeah. So okay. he he gave us, you know, we're getting my husband's done now too, but he my areas were um for one Puerto Vallarta, which I love, and I we actually have like a timeshare there and love, love, love. And then um, Denver and Montana. So now we're like thinking about, you know, maybe exploring those two areas sometimes. So we've been doing a lot of that. And I agree. Like if there's, you know, if there are people that I have found like friends, clients that are like this, lot that and this, and I just can't do this in the shelter. And it's like, that is resistance. And you are missing out on a huge gift, huge yeah. gift. Yeah. And speaking from experience, like I've made the shift of, of living somewhere where I was living there because of the opportunities, as opposed to like living somewhere because it made sense with the alignment of what my wife and I's values were. Um, and then as soon as we moved, everything fell into place. Everything's been working fine. We're totally aligned. It's awesome. And um, I truly believe when we look at America, there's so much diversity in nature and culture and people and accents and landscape and animals and all this stuff that I truly think that anybody on the planet, uh, whatever your values are and your personality type and, and your desired environment, I believe that there's an opportunity for you here in America somewhere because there's so much diversity in so many really, really cool places. And um, I mean, especially these days, we don't really have to be so reliant on physically being somewhere to have our income coming in from a city. Um, we could live kind of where we want. 
and have a bit more flexibility with the internet and things like that. So I, yeah. I wonder, fast forward in 10 years, how happy will we be as a culture when a lot of us have made a shift and we are living where we really want to live and we're stoked? Um, I think that's pretty exciting. I do too. And you know what? When you say that, I can feel it in my heart because I do think we're just going to be in a whole different space and time. And, you know, with anything and how history has shown us, we just have to go, we have to just cycle through so that we can be better, so that we can do better. And we have, it's up for us. Like we have an opportunity to do that right now. It's all opportunities. I truly believe that. So you've obviously had a lot of success with the things that you're doing. Um, I love to talk about daily rituals. What are some daily practices that you have that you think are really beneficial to all of your, your growth and, and fulfillment? Well, one of the things, you know, I'm really, I'm all about like your mess is your message. So whatever it is that you're working on, that's what you work with, with your people. And I'm really blessed that I have a beautiful community of people. So one of the things that we do every Monday together is we do an AM ritual. Um, so I have like a live group, so I'll go online, they see me in my bed head and in my pajamas, I don't even care, but we do that together every Monday. And so that will, that sort of carries out what, whatever that is. And I always am just spirit led. What is the exercise? We might do a journaling exercise. I really love within that. I love the, um, the, the, um, miracle morning. I forget the author. Mm -hmm. Who wrote it? I don't know the name of that, and but I've definitely heard of that book. I haven't read it, but it's oh, it's great! It's about. great. Yeah, Miracle Morning. So in that, he has a Savers acronym, and Savers is for spending time in silence, doing your affirmation, um, writing, which is really important, visualization. Um, did I what did I miss? Savers. I don't know. I meant, but anyway. <laughs> But there's, there's um, a word for everything. And we always, oh, exercise is the other one. Mm -hmm. So I always sit with them on Mondays. We go through, um, you know, I always read something. We open a book and we just read out of a book. I really love creating many attracting abundance. I'll read um, like a sentence or two, I'll just open it, bibliology and read. Then we'll do some sort of exercise, meditation, visualization, affirmation. Um, and then I'll make sure, I love to rebound. I have a rebounder, a seller size. I love it. Talking bouncing on a trampoline, yeah? Yeah. It actually like internally uh, does something to, I think, a lymphatic system. Yeah. Like bouncing up and down. So you jump on your trampoline. How, mu how much time are you spend in doing that? You know, it's, what's wonderful is you really do only need like 10 minutes, but I go about like probably 40 because I just love it so much. Do you giggle um, a little bit sometimes? I do. I find myself like smiling, you know, like I'll be jumping and I do different things. I have a Tabata app on my phone. So I put my phone okay. in front and then I'll change it up every minute. I'll yeah. do like, you know, high knees or baby bounces. I just change it up. I do like different things. Um, and then how I, I, always start my morning, which is before I do anything else is I get up and I do um, a nice big tall glass of lukewarm lemon water with my concentrate minerals. And I drink mm. that. And once that is done, I'll do my celery juice. I do 16 ounces of celery juice. I was drinking the lemon water just here before. Love it. That's yeah. Awesome. That's I have celery juice. And that I've heard a lot of people um, talk about that. Uh, have a, that's like the, one of the first things they have in the morning. You, you really dig it? I love it. Yep. I've been doing it for quite a few years. Um, and it's totally changed the constitution of my digestive system. Um, mm. 
one of the reasons that I found healing work is because I was diagnosed at a pretty young age with like some autoimmune things and polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is a hormone imbalance. So I really had to work with food and, um, you know, basically food and supplements to keep things in the flow and in alignment for me. And so medical medium, celery juice, I love his protocol. I'm not obsessive with his protocol, but I think he's doing good work in the world. Um, Anthony William, he's the guy that kind of came out with the whole celery juice protocol that was told to him through spirit um, is, you know, for, for healing many different things. So I do that. So that's really the basis of my sort of every day. And then always my husband and I choose a little angel card together and we read an inspirational quote and we talk about that for a minute. Um, and is that all in the beginning of the day? It's all. (laughs) How long does it take? Like, are we talking like an hour, two hours? Yes. I mean, from the time, you know, by the time I do my lemon water, what I do is I do my lemon water, choose my little card with my husband. He typically leaves. I'll do um, my bouncing. I'll do my, my rebounding and, or my meditation, visualization, affirmation, reading, journaling. But that together only takes like an hour. And then I'll get my celery juice usually as I'm getting ready for the day and I'll drink that as I'm getting ready. That's awesome. Um, And like I have my own morning routine that I do and I'm going to ask you this because it's, I, this is something that's really come up for me lately is like the days that I do it and the days that I get into it straight away and do my morning routine, my day works perfectly. I'm in an excellent mood. Everything flows, everything comes together. And then if for some reason, like, you know, I woke up too late or something happened and I made something else a priority other doing my uh, morning routine, I I literally just feel off for the whole rest of the day. And I I notice it with like real, like massive amplification. Do you have a similar experience? I do. Yeah. And for me, you know, the one thing that I will say, uh, because sometimes like I'll take the dogs for a walk instead of rebounding or, you know, like I'll change it up. But the one thing, I mean, the, the lemon water and juice, those don't, I mean, I always do those. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other things I sort of, you know, flow into, but the one thing that I don't ever, um, that I really find I'm off is if I don't do my affirmation work, mm-hmm. um, I just really find that I'm off and I do, I take my affirmations pretty seriously. Like I will stand in front of my mirror and speak them. Like I am speaking them to my mind. Like I'm very deliberate about how I do it. Um, That's awesome. And, And you also specifically have the challenge of the mind where like, so this is the thing that like, you know, you're hitting the nail on the head there. It's like your, it's like your pain point. And when you do it, big difference. And when you don't, you know, big difference the other way. And I suppose I'm probably like that on the spiritual side of things. That's where I'm pushing myself to grow even more. And if I meditate and do those sort of things and my, and my breathing exercises, great. If I don't, I really feel the difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's the nail on the head. That's, I mean, that is, that's my big, it's my, my challenge point. We all have one. So if I don't do those, I get really messy I used to have uh, little cards. They're kind of like the same size as a driver's license. And I had like 10 affirmations on each one on both sides. Some of them were about wealth. Some of them were about health. Some of them about like different things. And, uh, and I, I um, laminated them and I had them in the shower. And I would be like, every time I got in the shower, I would say like at least 10 affirmations and you can hear yourself echoing with like all the tiles around and everything. Um, and I think the mirror, that's probably even more powerful because then you're just like, Hey, <laughs> you're like, Hey, between you and me, buddy, 
Let's do this yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, like I have a lot of clients that like I have one client in particular and she's, she actually literally does suffer from a little OCD. So when we're talking about her morning routine, she feels really stressed. And I hear this a lot, like, oh, there's so many things I have to get done. And it's like, look, like just sort of like give yourself an hour a day and just lean in. Like I've done my affirmations in the sauna. Like I grab a mirror and do it in the sauna, like start to overlap some of the things. So one of the things that I also had her do was I had her create a fishbowl and put all of the different things that she could do, you know, Mm. but always doing the writing, the visualization, the silence, the exercise, you know, we always do the same things, but put them all in a fishbowl and then just choose, just choose for the day, you know, just, just choose. Like don't stress over it. And then you'll probably be divinely intercepted and be given the perfect choice of what you need that day. Um, and that's perfect for people who don't like routines. And, yeah. you know, my, my routine's probably at the point where it's like, I don't know, it started off at 20 minutes and it went to like half an hour, then an hour. And sometimes it can be up to three hours. And I certainly don't do that every day. It depends on like what flow I'm in. But for, you, for the, those of you who are listening, you can just start off with like 15 minutes because but like you, you just said, Gina, the concept of like adding an extra hour to the day when you already feel stressed might stop you from actually doing it. So just yeah. start off with something simple, a couple of affirmations, um, you know, maybe like a little bit of exercise or, or whatever you need to do and um, start from there. And then trust me, you'll grow on it. You'll find the time. We, it's not yeah. that we, we have a lack of time. We all have the same amount of time. It, it all comes down to priorities and what's more, most important to us. Yeah, I agree. One of the things that I love, I'm working with somebody, she's a love, she does plant-based coaching. Her name's Alchemia, and she, um, she, she got me hooked on this. It's the Law of Attraction Planner. And I got to tell you, like, if you are somebody that has a hard time, I love this. Like, there's even check marks for how much water you've drank a day. Mm-hmm. Um, really good stuff. And it is, you know, it takes you through what your heart really wants. And I mean, really good stuff, reflection, reflecting, um, reflection prompts for the month, the previous month. I mean, I'm really loving this. I love That's it. Awesome. That's awesome. And everything that you're bringing up here, we're going to have links at the bottom of the show. We're going to have links uh, uh, for in the show notes for all of your contact information and everything like that too. Um, a couple of quick questions here, and I know I really appreciate your time joining me here. What's your idea of the ultimate freedom lifestyle? Like what, what does that mean for you specifically? Really, it's a feeling like this. It's funny. I just answered that question in here. <laughs> <laughs> answered it yesterday and it came down to feeling um you know it it can't it it's feeling like feeling like i am on purpose feeling um free in my body where i'm you know really healthy and feel vital in my body and it's also something that i am really passionate about right now is inclusivity and um you know really bringing that on my platform and making space and making sure that we're not um you know spiritual bypassing in my community and things like that so um, it's also looking at, um, you know, am I providing a space that's inclusive for my people? You know, when I'm speaking about freedom, it, it's a big part of what's up for me right now. Um, just really working towards, um, really, it's anti-racism, you know, just really working towards that and um, making that a part of my mission and service and doing what I can do there as well. Oneness. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. You know, everybody that I speak to about what's your idea of a freedom lifestyle, everyone has a little bit of a different like 
um, version of it because we're all different individuals, but it's never like the, the flashy car, the flashy house and all that kind of stuff. Cause that, that stuff's like enjoyable. Um, and I'm not, I'm, there's nothing wrong with that. That's not where we get our happiness from. That's just cherries on top. It's, it's really like you're saying, like the feeling that we get from knowing that we're living a life that we're aligned with everything that we really want to do and, and we're taking care of all of the right areas. And it's interesting that, you know, I'm opening up a comp where we're having a conversation here about, you know, spirituality. And then there's all these things of like health and relationships and having fun and, and mixing all of those things in there as well. Um, so I love that. That's great. Um, how do people keep the conversation going with Eugenia? I know you've got a lot of courses going on. I know you've got a Facebook group called the, um, the Frequency Key. Uh, you've got a, a training school. Can you tell us all a little bit about that? Yeah, so my main website is GinaNicole.net. And then if you go to school.GinaNicole.net, there's also everything that I offer. There's um, At the bottom of that page, there's, I think, about like four or five free classes that you can just take and pop through, um, whether it's, you know, connecting with your angels or I have a free cards class. Um, there's a couple of different free, the frequency keys, if you're really wanting to lean in to you know, how to raise your frequency in all three areas. I have a three-part series. They're an hour each, and we go through human, heaven, earth, luck, and addressing that. Um, and then, yeah, the Frequency Key Facebook group is really fun. We have, I do Angel Message Mondays, Intuition Tuesdays, and Feng Shui Fridays in there. And I'm always just live answering questions and doing fun things. So. And I know because I've interacted with some people that are in your group and you have a really, really tight, you have an extremely high retention of the people that are in your group and a lot of engagement and you have a really strong following. And I think that's awesome. And I, I, I personally think that a lot of that comes from you just being like truly authentic. Like you said before, mm -hmm. you're rocking up pajamas no pajamas, whatever, you know, like yeah. take it as it comes because it's real. And, um, and you're a very real person. And, and, um, I love that. And, and Aww, you, thank you. you dig and go places, um, that have really opened up my mind and, um, and you've set uh -huh. me on a, an enhanced trajectory on my spiritual path too. And I really, really appreciate you for that. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. It's, I'm not a person that's like, you know, of course I want to share the information, but it's more important to me to be in community and to have a community. Like I want to know your name. I want to know people's names. Like I don't want people to just be a number in my community, you know, um, so that it's important to me. It's a, it's a very um, tight knit and trust, trustworthy place to be. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And thank you for sharing all of this and thank you for the conversation we've had today and all you do for your group. I know it's uh, you know, we could easily do this and then be in a cabin in the woods and not say anything about it, but you're like spreading the love. And I think that's awesome. And, and that obviously is aligned with your core values and your purpose. And, and um, thank you a lot for doing that. Thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. And thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure and honor to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there any final comments you want to make? No, I think I've said so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. Well, thank you very much for joining me today. Again, for everybody watching and listening, there's going to be uh, links in the show notes so that you can get in contact with Gina and continue the conversation and links to some of the things that we've spoken about. So um, I hope that all of you have got a ton of value out of the conversation that we've had today. And if you have, 
make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure to leave a review on, um, on your favorite podcast platform and spread the word. Um, help other people live a freedom lifestyle and uh, make sure that all of the things that you've learned today, if you've got some golden nuggets, make sure you take action on them. Um, because unless we apply these things, we're not going to make a significant difference. So thank you all for tuning in. Thank you very much, Gina. And until next week, I'm your host, Bryce Robertson. Live large and live free. Thank you.